know that there is something magical inside of you, but you don't know how to uncover it? The Heart Sing Podcast is dedicated to just that, helping you put yourself first and figure out what lights you up. I'm your host, Addie B, aka Slayer of Namaslayer, and through my journey of losing nearly 100 pounds, uncovering the magic of my soul, and building the life of my dreams, I'm leaving no stone unturned in the process of self-discovery. And I'm here to share it all with you, so let's get started. Welcome to the Heart Sing Podcast. Slayer here, aka Addie B. This week, I want to talk about the power of sisterhood and small groups on your quest, whatever it might be. The power of sisters by your side should not be overlooked and, in fact, prioritized. Last week, we talked about the importance of building your personal algorithm for learning, how important it is with what you are putting in your ear as you move toward that goal, that thing you want to create in your life. Remember that an algorithm is a process that can help you in problem solving, so it helps you move toward that solution you want. You are creating your own process to create the life you desire for your future self. I want to inspire you today to take your algorithm to an even deeper level as you look at the people around you that are influencing your day-to-day life. As you take stock of this, I want you to ask, do you have a small group of sisters that you can be open, vulnerable, and learn with? where you can bear your soul and you're held. The power of this, I believe, is immeasurable on your journey. And this has been something I've really been focusing on working to recreate for those I serve from my experiences, not only with my friends in my life, but those I lead, also the support groups as I've been on this journey of personal growth. Today, I have a special guest here with me who is part of my first small group that had a huge impact on me, the Radiators. There were five of us in this group, and we started a small Facebook group just for us. And I think part of the reason it was so impactful was not only the format we chose, and we'll talk about that a little bit later, but we also created a space where we could share anything, and we worked through projects together. We read books and did the work and shared openly, building trust as we went. My perspective of this group, I'm sure, is different from all of theirs. So I've asked Mary Babs, who I'm sitting here with now, Mary Rarick. We are in this beautiful house in the country near Astoria, Oregon, where we've come together once again to radiate and create. We are going to share not only how we met, but also the power of these online relationships, what we think is so important about groups and sisterhood on your journey, and how they can really help you level up your algorithm. So in this process, you will learn a little bit more about me, I'm sure, from someone that was there intimately at the beginning of my journey. And we are unscripted here today, hearts wide open. And I would love to invite Babs. Welcome to the Heart Sing Podcast. I talk about you quite a bit on here, but it's your first appearance. So welcome, welcome. Why, thank you, Slayer. (laughs) What a delight. So let's first start talking about us meeting in the PMP groupies. That was an online Facebook group, and it was a pretty large one, actually. And so we ended up forming a small group out of that. And I think there was there's power in all those different sizes of groups, really. But it's our, our small group we're going to focus on a lot here today, but we can touch on the other a little bit. Uh, what do you remember from that time back as we created the Radiator Group? 
Well, I remember the PNP groupies group, as it was known then, that very few people stood out, but you were out and loud and bold. (laughs) There was no hiding your shine. I remember thinking, I wish I could be more like her. Oh my gosh. You were so courageous. You said things that I felt and wished I could say. Wow. I, it's so funny to hear from other people, you know, because even I look back at those first videos I did and I look so timid. I remember being up there and my, you know, my face 150 pounds heavier and being like, hi, I'm Addie from Phoenix, you know, but it was in that space of really, I started to find my voice, you know, and as I was saying, Hey, here's how I'm feeling you guys were saying me too, me too, me too, you know? And it was like that power of, oh my God, I'm speaking and I'm I'm touching so many people. And that brings us to another one of our members, Catherine or Shark. We call, we all came up, we got our future self names. I'll, I'll let Mary talk about that because I already had mine. I, I had created Slayers somewhere, somewhere in that journey. But Shark in our group sent me my first message ever. And I know I need to go back and find it because it just like, I was like, oh my gosh, she just said, Slayer, I want you to know how much you're inspiring my journey and how much inspiration I get from just watching you and you radiate. And I was like, I felt like anything but a radiator, you know, and I was working through all that slaying the booze habit and all of that. And like really just like bearing my soul and letting everything hang out. I really felt that in that group too. In in the PMP groupies, I felt comfortable in there and I felt, and I felt held. And then you guys, well, I'll let you speak to that. Did you reach out to me or was it? It was Kat? all Catherine. She yeah. and I had gone for a walk and we both couldn't stop talking about you. <laughs> and where you felt comfortable speaking in that group, we didn't. We couldn't be that vulnerable or courageous. And we just watched you in awe. (laughs) Who is this woman? We need to know her. I love it. Well, I'm so glad you did because I have to tell you, and I want to talk about that too, because so we formed this group. So I remember you guys reaching out and I was, I listen, I was I was doing the corporate America thing. I was like trying to hide, just getting my stuff together. And it kind of like when you guys reached out, I was almost like, oh, one more thing. I don't know. One more thing. And then if Catherine hadn't sent me that message, I know. (laughs) Mary just did a wipe the sweat off her forehead. I'm so sure. But yeah, I mean, for me too, because I really think it was, you guys, this was so key to my growth, to my personal growth, having this group, this five of us, five women on the same journey. And I think it was powerful. We met in a weight loss group. We all had a same common goal or like, and we were drawn to a voice that was, you know, Corinne's voice, Mm -hmm. Corinne Crabtree for if anyone's listening and doesn't know, she runs the no BS weight program, weight loss program. Love, love, love Corinne. And she, her voice was just so like with her F bombs and she's just so real and open. And so we were all already drawn to that. 
And I think that's part of looking looking for groups you want to be in, right? And we'll talk a little bit about that, about people. As you guys had approached me and I, I was like, okay, all right. And then I had asked Jennifer um, Illy Willoughby, who's, you know, and now she's a life coach and everything. And then we had Brandy in there and we, the five of us came together and really did a lot of the work and it was it was just powerful, but it was just the five of us. And we did it in Facebook. Do you remember all the things we would do? So many things. The things that we didn't have the courage that some of us didn't have the courage to do in a big group, that small group gave us that space where we could do the things that we'd watched Slayer do in the big group. (laughs) (laughs) And through the process you rose as a leader too and began directing us because you were on this self-improvement, continuous education of yourself. You were just so driven to to figure out this booze, like just everything. Uh, And we all had things in our own lives that we knew. And also just looking at you and seeing you move forward, it was so inspirational that when you said, you need to start doing morning pages, we said, what's that? <laughs> and we started reading them. And some of us were resistant. But it turns uh-huh. out when you do the morning pages, when you do the work, yeah, you get you begin to see small results. Yeah. Yeah. And it was, I, it was funny. It was also my first experience of being able to overwhelm people of how I did that. <laughs> because like, I can inhale some knowledge. And then I'm like, I got to tell everybody and like everyone do this, do this, do this, do this. And it was really my first experience of you guys being like, oh, okay, Slayer, you got to step back a hot second, right? And so as I've been learning and leading, you know, groups going along through evolving, it was really, it was so funny now that I look back and we're even talking about it's just coming to me right now, how much of an impact just being in our small group, you know, your ability to curate the information that you were learning and to curate the books. And other people did too. Everybody contributed something. But you were a driving force to be sure. So when you said the dark side of the light chasers, we all said, what? And some of us started to read it. Some of us were able to finish and work through that work. And it was, it was difficult, but you brought that to us. Yeah, Mary, that was my first, that was big in this group because I could be vulnerable, like on a whole nother level. Like I was exploring that in the larger group, being, being out there and vocal. And you guys, I, I, I share this with you because it translates to you being vulnerable somewhere with someone, you know, yes, I'm doing it live on video and I'm sharing my soul with the world just out loud, but it's the power of doing it. And it started for me in this small group, right? Of remember so clearly we would do Facebook messenger meetings. When we go through, we did finish with John Akoff. We did the artist way. We went through that as a group and we did Facebook messenger meetings and then um, the artist way and then the dark side of the light chasers. And at that point, I think it was just me, you and shark, yeah. right? Like it was just the three of us that we still had the five in the group, but it was, that was just like, it was kind of like a book club time with the dark side stuff. When I read to you, when I went and I found my shadow and she was that 800 pound naked mm-hmm. woman chained up against the wall, being kicked by her captors, yeah. having in that 
time seeing myself and my dad and that vulnerability and just the pain and my heart just opening up and the forgiveness that happened for myself and for my father through doing that work. But I have to say this because I did it in writing. I I had the experience in writing by myself. You know, we didn't do the activity together. We did it separately. And I, 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 you guys said, yeah, we want to hear it. Cause I, of course I was, I was like, do you guys want to hear it? <laughs> like, I didn't know. I was scared to share it with you. I remember that, but I also had this great calling to share it with you as I read it. And I saw you guys cheering up with me, you know, and I felt you and I just felt you guys just holding me. There was no judgment. I was just held, right? We're going to cry right here, aren't we? <laughs> I know. I was just held. And so this is some shadow work we're talking about doing, you guys. And it's with Debbie Ford's book, The Dark Side of Light Chasers. And I lead it in my groups now because I think it's just, it's so powerful. But um, it was in the sharing of it that even more so because like Brene Brown says, right? Shame can't exist when you speak it in empathy. And so when you're in a circle with your sisters that hold space for you, right? Like that is the magic stuff right there. It, it is everything. And then I started sharing it. Then I shared it in the larger Facebook group. And then, and now I'm just like, I'm telling you here on a podcast, my deepest, darkest shadow, my, my shame all, all, all the time, you know? And so, but it was stepping into that and realizing that Shame can't, it doesn't have anything on me if I start speaking my voice and if I start speaking my truth and I uncover these parts of myself and I learn to love them and love people that have harmed me, love myself for allowing to be harmed and just loving all of it, them, me. And it was just like pure forgiveness, like I've never felt before. And it was, that was like a moment. I wouldn't have had if we didn't have that group that was doing the work together, you know? So I, I try so hard to give this experience to others now, like to give them a space to allow that voice to come out because um, you have to have the trust, right? You do. Yeah. It was so powerful. It it was in that moment, which was so powerful. And I was crying. I mean, you, you couldn't help but cry for so many reasons, for, you know, I, I could go on and on about that, but it was, we, I realized we had built so much trust in that group. This was several months in Mm -hmm. that you could share that with us and that the members of the group who hadn't chosen to read the book for whatever reason, as in any group, you know, you can choose different things for yourself, still got a lot out of that experience. Even there, your gift was sharing that it gave mm. us all permission yeah. to do the same and to show up and to be brilliant. Yeah. Well, that's the thing, right? It's like me showing up and finding my voice and my ability to share and do that has the ability to inspire you to share your voice in your way. And that is the magic of the world. I also think, too, when we're choosing groups and we're choosing formats to work in, that Facebook worked really well for us because, like, I see this so much with accountability groups and the Marco Polos, 
you know, and, and I love an individual Marco Polo. Don't get me wrong. I have polos with a couple people in my life, which I enjoy them. But with a group, it gets to be too, like too overwhelming. You can't keep up and you can't really do the work in a Marco Polo setting, right? It's more like it becomes like a friendship circle. And I think this is what was so important about what we did. It wasn't like we were, we set up the group to grow for personal growth and to do the work and have a process with it. So we had a place, Facebook gave us that place to um, post for accountability, to have meetings in person if we wanted to, to share our stories. I could do live videos and tell you guys what was going on because that's my vent, my form, how I like to communicate. But you like to do a post, right? Like here's yeah. what's going on. It gave us that, I think, ability. How did that affect your ability to communicate in the group because we do communicate differently, right? We do, but we could do it all right there in the group. That makes it so easy. It's there. You can be seen in whatever way you, sh- you show up. You can be called out if you're not showing up. It's easy to hide. This goes back to something you said earlier. It's very easy to hide in a large group. Mm-hmm. In a small accountability group, There's no hiding. I mean, there are times when people are a little less active, but in general, if somebody's not speaking up or showing up, somebody else can reach out and say, hey, what's going on? And that is powerful too. That's support too. We all need that too. Yes. And it's, again, that you're needed and you're being held, you know? And that's why I think also there's a nice blend between the larger groups and the smaller groups, right? The larger groups, we can go in to get our information we need. We can get inspiration. We can get new things we need, especially when we're looking to learn new things. I always look for a group I can go and like try to jump in and be a part of. If I want to be like those people, I'm going to go find that thing. But with a smaller group becomes even more intimate than that. And at some point, your groups will change and they'll grow just like ours did. Ours morphed, right? It We transitioned out of that smaller group. I ended up creating my own larger group. And now I lead a lot of smaller groups because of our experience. Wow. Yeah. I mean, because it was that impactful and doing the work together. So the message to you listeners with that, you know, really to find groups that will support you for your knowledge as you're building your algorithm, right? You're going to find larger groups that inspire you on content, on the topics, on what what you want to be. And then you find your smaller groups that you can really open yourself up, get vulnerable, get in there and open your heart. Let it crack open see what can happen and find these people you can trust to do that with. That was part of it, right? For sure. I think part of it is finding somebody like I found you who exhibited traits and qualities that I didn't have, but I wanted. I wanted to be more like, I wanted to have more courage. I wanted to be able to step out from the sideline. I wanted to quit living my life as an observer and be more of a participant in my life. Just, you know, to quit sleepwalking through it. Well, you did that this past couple of years. I did. 
I did. Tell her about you. that. I mean, Mary, really, from feeling like you weren't participating, and I wouldn't have thought that of, uh, of you. It's so interesting, our different views of ourselves, right? Because, but your your skills you had used before had always been in in supportive with the writing and the the editing magazines or things like yeah. that right so tell everyone how you stepped outside a little bit or maybe the impact well to speak to the point about um how people perceive me i'm really good at faking it ah yeah <laughs> i'm really good people think i'm an extrovert i'm not i'm an introvert but i'm good at showing up and pretending as a lot of women are But what I learned doing the work in this small group, you know, getting information in the big group, taking it back, working through it in the small group, and then applying it to myself, saying yes to things that scared me, failing so many times, starting new ventures with people that it didn't work out or starting, you know, to work with a new client that didn't work out or any sort of thing, but not letting it get me down. That is the one thing I think I've learned. And especially from you, just no matter what, just keep pushing forward. Yeah. You said my favorite word, failure. Fail, fail, fail. (gasps) I just don't like being that uncomfortable. Fail. I know. And I I was telling Mary this morning, we're, we're sitting here in this home together. And I'm just like, I have this discomfort. And I know, and I was trying to label the emotion. I'm really trying to get in touch with this part of me with this with my emotional navigation system. I think I I have a podcast on that, by the way, the internal GPS, but really dialing in, okay, what am I feeling? And I'm like, ah, it's fear. Okay, I have this blinding fear right now. And I have fear every single day, you guys. I'm like, okay, I'm here in Oregon. I'm writing the book. I'm going to write the book. It's going to happen. And this is how I've stepped forward this entire journey. And it's in this fear. And it's uncomfortable. And I get up and I walk and I meditate. And I try to talk through it. And I write through it. And I do all of these things, these gathering of tools I've done to move into the fear. And I know we, we're probably going to end up talking about that more in a, a later thing, but I think it's important to mention here because doing the future work, which is, which is what allows, I think for me, it's the combination of that, the future self-work and the managing the now with with all of these tools I've given myself with the meditation, the magic pages, all of these things that piled up as we learn them. And it wasn't overnight and, or for you. No, it was, it was in this group. It was started in this group, Mm -hmm. reading, doing the reading, doing the work, the morning pages. That was, you know, that was one of the first habits. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Right. It was setting and beginning legs up the wall and beginning Mm -hmm. doing what, I could, I mean, I'd broken my ankle also, right? Right as we started this group. So there was a lot that I was looking at that I couldn't do. So I was looking also to the, to my little group to say, what can I do? And everybody, you shared your yoga. There was a little yoga video. You shared that with me that I could do lying down on the couch. Yeah. Which who would have thought, but I did that. I started doing it every day and building. Yep. And you found yourself another group that supported people with, that were in your situation. I did. I forgot about that. Yeah. And how, so, so you guys like not just having, just because we were in the smaller group didn't mean we didn't have other 
avenues we were seeking outside. You know, you don't just need to put blinders on. You're only in this group and you can't be in a million others because you can. Yes, if you want to focus on your goal, but we're building your algorithm here, right? So you want to make it a mixture of things that are going to support you on your journey. And what does that look like? And we did so much of that. Like these guys didn't have their future self names when I got in there. So they came out of, you know, me doing all that future self work, which is a big portion of what I teach today. This could almost be called the future self podcast. There was so much work we did there. The artist way. Yeah. Reading the artist way was a huge, I mean, it cracked open for me a lot Mm -hmm. of the future self work. And then you really pushed for that too. Who are you? Who are you really? Who, who do you see yourself as? Yeah. I hadn't asked myself these questions. Those are scary questions. So many of us hit this stage in our lives that I remember feeling that when I talk about the ball of misery I was in before I met you about just having that feeling of despair. Here I am, 46, alone, 300 pounds, just miserable, just feeling like I don't even know how to get out of it anymore. I just didn't even know what to do. But I had that thought that was like, this is it. You know, I'm like, it's, it's over. I'm not young anymore. I, everything's starting to fall apart, like on my body. All of those thoughts came in. Thank goodness, though, the little voice inside my little soul, she got, she got a little louder on that day and, and told me to get up and start seeking because, and, you know, ultimately led me to meditation and then to finding the weight loss, the mind work and you guys and all of that. But it's that idea, Mary, like, and we talk about that because you're how much older than me? That's not, not much, right? Like 10, like 10 years, 10 older. years. Yeah. Yeah. Right. And Which is a lot. Yeah. I mean, it can be right. Because think of what you can do in 10 years, Mary. <laughs> Such a good point. Right. I know. I know. And that was, and I tell that stairway story all the time. I heard that in my Toastmasters class, but about, looking forward, like how many more years could you possibly have? And what do you want to do with them? And thinking with that mindset, instead of, oh, poor me, this is where I am. It's all over, right? Yeah, actually, one of the things that propels me forward and that I use, I I don't even think I understood fully the concept of I'm too old to do this or, you know what I mean? I was, I would, I was acting that way though. I wasn't Mm. acting as if there were, there was life in front of me. Uh, Almost five years ago now, my best friend died. She was 42. So now, and I just met you guys right after that. And it, it was one of those things that makes me tell myself now you're still here. You're still here. So as long as I'm still here, I can still move forward, right? It's that perception shift. It's a shift in viewing the rest of your life and what you want it to look like and how I want to light it up. Like your best friend passing away, that's what she would hope you are here ripping and roaring, right? right? Absolutely. Without a doubt. I know she would also be so glad that we had this forum to meet each other, you know? And I mean, there's just so much value in online relationships. I remember going to meet you all for the first time and being like nervous, like I was going to meet a boy I met online or something, being like, 
what if it's not the same in person? What if, you know, what if we don't like each other? Like, but it was nothing, nothing like that at all, because at least not for me, we can talk about it. But um, because it's not, it's not it's like the chemistry is the chemistry, like it just already is what it is. And that's been my experience, like when I did the glamp camp and all the women came in for that, when you came to visit me in Phoenix for the first time, it's just like we've known each other forever. And that's probably a whole nother conversation. But it was the same kind of feeling when all the women from the online group came to the glamp camp I put on. It was like, you know, I remember one of their husbands said, are you sure you're not going to get a kidney harvested? Like they're going to take your kidney or something. And we were all laughing so hard, you know, but it's like this, you meet these people online and everyone thinks we're like crazy. Um, one of the girls in our group calls, um, her family calls us her her cool kids call. I love that. Don't you love that? I love that. She's like, I'm on my cool kids call. I'm like, that's so great. Um, so the online relationships has has that been your experience as well? It definitely has. It when I met you in person, it was like we'd known each other our entire lives. Nothing really changed. When I came down to to Phoenix, you know, we were just two peas in a pod. Right. And it's been that way with everyone I've met. And I think it's so, it's so funny from me being on the other side of the microphone a lot and like people meet me from there and I'm like, look, and I tell people when I, when I, when I meet you in the groups or you come in the meditation group, I'm like, look, I feel like I know you too, but it does feel so one-sided sometimes I think because you see and you know, and you hear so much about me because I'm sharing it all, you know? You're a celebrity. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Cause I'm Oprah. <laughs> Babs keeps comparing me to Oprah on this trip. I'm like, man, I'm loving this. And that is something you are an amazing cheerleader. Like you have you have a way to really uplift and encourage. And these are people to look for to have in your lives. You guys, everyone needs a Babs. Everyone needs a cheerleader. And so you find these people you need to fill what you need to push into fear and lift yourself up. And, you know, sometimes it's having someone to just hold the space and cheer you on and see you and, you know, and hold you. So that was huge. That was really big. I think another learning moment for me was our group meeting and that how valuable these relationships are. And I can tell you, you, of course, my inner circle of people, everyone in my sisterhood, everyone I've met online, I just feel so connected to. Like, I will meet you on the street and just hug. Like, we will have coffee and be hanging out and and hug each other. You know, and people will tell me that all the time. I just want to hang out with you. I'm like, well, that's what we do. But we learn and hang out because it's not like you meet me and I talk about something else. Right? <laughs> what do we talk about, Babs? Who has time to talk about other things? We talk about important stuff. I know. Really. And that's Lexi. When Jazz came to meet me, the young Jedi came to meet me in Hawaii. And hi, young Jedi. Yes, I'm telling this part again. But I think she was kind of like when on the beach and I start having these deep conversations right away, you know, and she was kind of a little just, I don't not shocked by it, but just maybe, you know, thinking like, I don't know like there was a different side of me somewhere else and there just isn't. There's like one mode and this is it. So Babs had made a comment off mic when I made a comment earlier in this podcast about, oh, are you really sure that's the first time you overwhelmed people? (laughs) 
No, no, I'm going to retract that statement right here on the Heart Sing podcast because, but it's the first time I didn't shut the voice off that I learned to curate it because I would stop my quiet. My soul did not come all the way from the stars to be small or polite or to fit in. And she was being small. I was playing small. I was allowing myself to be shoved into those little boardrooms and just be like being too loud and like waiting for my moment to be able to speak, waiting for my moment to speak, Babs. It's ridiculous. Oh my gosh, right? And I had like all this unbridled, like my friend Karen said when I asked her my unique gift last week, she said, you have this unbridled enthusiasm and ability to motivate others. I'm like, that's the unbridled part, the part that can overwhelm. So if you learn to play with these energies, these gifts you have, yes, they can be your nemesis, but they can be your greatest gift. And that is the message also in that book, The Dark Side of the Light Chasers, embracing that part of you that is that, can you feel her hair right now? Yep. I'm holding my hands up, you guys. <laughs> yeah. Like, you know what I do when my soul's here? She's here because I'm speaking my truth, man. It's like a Slayer sermon up in the... Up in this Doria house. Can I hear an amen? Amen, sister. <laughs> amen. So anyhow, you guys. Okay, off that tangent. I wanted to really leave you with this encouragement to find your sisters, find your people. If my voice sings to you, please, please reach out. Join us. Jump in the fun. You know, yes, this is what we talk about. Let's make it fun, though. Like, it should be fun when we show up to do this stuff. And not torture, but like we look forward to growing. It's not pain. And the groups you are in will have seasons. You know, I've had groups that have meant the world to me that I'm not part of anymore, but I've learned so much from them. Mary, you with your ankle group, you know, when your ankle healed, you didn't need it, but it was there when you needed it. So same thing, right? And I think about this with the group I've created in the direction it's going and how I'm bringing in sisters now. And it's part of our culture. We meditate. We do plans. We do magic pages. We do these things. And we don't do them all at once. We step away from perfect. We fail, fail, fail. We fail big, but we're moving forward and we're growing. And that's the culture, right? That's the culture. So like James Clear says, you... Find the people you want to be like. We talk about identity-based habit changes. And we were talking about that this morning with your food, with working through what you're working with food. whole other podcast, girl. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, we'll do another food one while we're here for sure. Yeah. But so these identity-based habit changes, you guys, like choosing who you hang around looking and being intentional for what you're putting in your ear, but who you want to become and looking to find those people. If you want to run a marathon, you start hanging out with people that run marathons or you go find out how to do it. If you want to have meditation in your life, if you want to do all those things I just said, you come into the HeartSing podcast group. You come figure out how to be a part of Namaslayer, whatever I'm offering at that time, because I am telling you my arms are wide open and I will meet you on the street or on a plane or somewhere like Babs someday. And if this speaks to you, we are souls sisters and we're meant to hold space for each other in some way. So I think it's really interesting when you open yourself to listening to your heart and your voice and where you're called to go and start looking for that. I'm going to leave you guys with some action items. First, Babs, thank you so much for joining me. I see you. It's been a pleasure.
You see me, I know, always. I'm grateful for you. All right, you guys, listen up, witches and bitches. Go out there and find yourself a Babs or a few of them. And here's your actions for this podcast. Really think about what you want out of this group. What do you want it in your algorithm? Is it going to be a book club type? Do you want someone to talk about podcasts with? Or are you on a certain part of your journey you want to explore and have a fasting group? Or who knows, right? Or do you just want someone to post plans with? Or maybe text you in the morning. And that brings us to what kind of format? Number two. So first, you're going to figure out specifically what you want out of your small group of badass sisters, right? Like what specifically? And then number two, you are going to figure out what format do you want that in? Do you like long-winded Marco Polos that you can't fast forward unless you upgrade the service? Don't get me started. (laughs) I'm just kidding. (laughs) You know, like Facebook is great. Algorithms are changing. You really have to set up some rules about, hey, this is how often we're checking in, or do you just use Messenger, or what does that look like? And where do you spend your time that you would do that? Or do you want someone that'll text you maybe and be part of that or phone calls or you set up Zoom calls? So all kinds of different ways you can have your group. And then you want to really start looking for these people that you want to be a little bit alike, right? And that you think could be supportive and be part of that inner circle and you start to build that trust with them. And this is a big part of what I'm really have worked to recreate my group and I run small groups in there and I bring very few in throughout the year and I'll be doing another in the new year. But I want to tell you guys this, I always have a way to get in touch and start the process with us and enter the circle so you can start building the trust, not only with me, but with the other circle, with the other circles, (laughs) with the other sisters in the group, you know, so if you guys want in on this, you with all these other women, my arms are open, theirs are open, because we're all the same people. And so hop in the Facebook Hearts and Group, free meditation intro, and let's get started on creating some magic. As always, my sisters, I love, love, love your reviews. Thank you so much from the bottom of my heart and how you shared the HeartSync podcast. Share this with a sister out there that might just need a little sisterhood magic today. Maybe someone you're thinking, it might be a subliminal way to say, hey, you want to start a small group together? What do you think? Let's join Slayers Crazy. <laughs> All right, you guys. Until next week, Slayer and Bell.